Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're going to be concluding our warrior series with a sermon entitled, What Every Warrior Needs to Hear. You are strong in the Lord and you are mighty in His power. Man, we're going to dive deep in this today, so sit back and relax and enjoy the podcast starting right now. But today we're going to be concluding our series called Warrior. Warrior. For the last few weeks, we've been talking about warriors and what it takes to be a warrior when to throw the first punch struggles that we may deal with, quite what we talked about last week and how to handle those things. But today, I want to talk to you about what every warrior needs to hear. What every warrior needs to hear. I don't know about you guys, but growing up, I had a, I had a decent, I had a decent family, and uh, I think I had a pretty cool mom and dad, and. He was a little strict, and she saved me from a lot of butt whoopings because <laughs> we did something dumb, and it, they wasn't no go sit and time out, Billy. <laughs> it was, you know, they, were, they were mean. And listen, let me tell you what they used to make us do. They used to make us walk 15 miles uphill both ways to get to things in the snow, barefooted. That might be a little exaggerating there, but it seemed like it was 15 miles but I love my mom and dad, and, and I, I know for me growing up, my mom and dad would constantly fight for me and my brother. If, if, if Billy Bob over here was being mean to me in school, my dad was like, suck it up, boy. I'm just kidding. He tried to give me some advice and some encouragement. And, and I know for like warriors now, Warriors, man, they're like, man, you got to get in the battle. And, and they got, you know, you've been in the boxing ring and, and they're getting prepared to go into the fights. And, and they got their coach over there and they're like, all right, man, listen, you got this. And, and, and they're getting them amped up. You know what I'm talking about? You ever seen the boxers or the wrestlers? They're like, yeah, man, you listen, he, you know, he's weak on the left side. You got to take him and, and he's rubbing his shoulders, you know, amping him up. He's building him up. <laughs> Or maybe you've seen uh, baseball. My mom loves baseball, and she likes the Atlanta Braves. Don't throw stones at me, but she likes the Atlanta Braves, and, and she, she likes to see them uh, watch from the first pitch to the last pitch. I can't do that unless I'm there. It bores me. But, but there's often times we see the, the pro ball players out there, the coaches all the time, trying to give them corrected criticism. They're trying to give them encouragement and, and give them the, the, the right words to, to kind of coach them alone. Now, I don't know about you guys that may have played in baseball, but they use some baseball language, baseball language. And maybe you've seen them a time or two. They'll be out there and they got some guy that then hit the pitch and he's running to the base. And they got a guy or one of their coaches is waving them on. Hey, it's safe to keep going. Or, or maybe they're saying, hey, no, stop. You can't go. Or maybe you've seen them on the sidelines kind of communicating. Doing all kinds of weird things. I don't, I'm, I'm one-handed. So. <laughs> but I mean, doing these hand signals from the opposite side. And what those signals are saying is, hey, listen. I know he's weak over here, but you got this. Or maybe, hey, look, they're a strong team, and you're a horrible runner, so don't run, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they can't be yelling all this thing, so they had baseball language. Baseball language out there. On the mound, hey, listen, you need to keep low. He's throwing some serious heat out there, so don't swing. I remember watching that story or that movie called Space Jam. 
And Michael Jordan decided that he was going to go play baseball at one time. And I don't know if this really happened in real life, but in the Space Jam movie, he's there, he's on the, he's on the picture, or he's on the, uh, the, whatever that thing is, the batting thing. <laughs> no, what's it called? Baseball player stuff. Anyway, he's up there, he's ready to bat, and he's in the batter's box, I think's what it's called, and, and he's, he's right there, and, 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 and the guy, the catcher behind him is like, listen, Mike, don't swing. Don't swing. And what's Mike doing in this particular movie? He swings. He's trying to give you some coaching. He's trying to help the man out, <laughs> but he wasn't listening. You ever had that happen in life? Maybe your coach or your parents kind of give you some advice, and you did exactly what they told you not to do. I know for me it happened a lot in my life. And there's been often times where I wish I would have took my mom and dad's advice, but I decided I was going to do something total opposite. I hope you had fatherly figures and motherly figures that were encouragements, enlightenments, motivators. But the flip to that is some of us didn't have those things. Maybe it was the total opposite. Maybe we had those fathers that beat down on their sons and their daughters. Maybe they have their mothers that beat down on us and now we're walking around and we're wounded fathers and mothers. We feel defeated. We feel weak. Listen, listen to this. This guy here, he said, every boy in his journey to become a man takes an arrow in the center of the heart in the place for his strength because the wounded is rarely discussed and even more rarely healed. So every man carries a wound, and this wound is nearly, nearly always given by his father. This is a quote from John Elridge. And what was amazing about this is, is I know that there's been times and I've had fatherly figures in my life that I thought were great individuals, but they spoke down on us. And they broke us down. And, man, those things were like an arrow. I don't know if you guys have ever seen an arrow shoot out and it shoots out and it stabs you in the center of the heart or if it stabs its target, man, it goes deep. And a lot of those arrows have different types of, of ends on it. And, man, they're hard to get out. But it says for every man on their journey, they've had experience. Every woman on their journey has an experience where it's felt like a dagger's went through their heart or an arrow's went through their heart. Think about your life today. Maybe you're feeling today, man, Pastor Michael, I've had those same feelings. And what's sad about it is a lot of times it's done by our loved ones. Wounded warriors. Now listen, this, isn't a, this ain't a beat up on mom and dad day. This ain't trying to beat up on your mom and dad. I ain't trying to do that. I'm trying to give y'all some encouragement today. But even the best homes out there, they don't always get it right. The best homes that are out there don't always get it right. I think that, you know, I want to think that my kids have a, a decent home life and, uh, you know, have the things that they need and, and sometimes some of the things that they want and, uh, but oftentimes I sit back and I say, man, I messed that up. Or man, I wish I wouldn't have necessarily said that in the way I said it. And, and so I'm always truthful to our girls, and they'll always tell you, I'll always tell you the truth, within reason now. If they start asking about certain things, hey, where do babies come from? Within reason, you know what I'm talking about? Within reasons, but I've never told them a lie. Is this going to hurt, Daddy? It's going to hurt. If you do that, it's dumb, don't do it. 
and try to give them some encouragement. And so sometimes I've even messed up and like, man. But the best home life don't always get it perfect. And I know growing up that, that I had a pretty good, close relationship with my mom and dad. And my grandma and grandpa were always very close to us. And they always usually lived very close. So when mom and dad made me upset and, and mad, I always went to grandma and grandpa's. So I'm like, I don't go to grandma and grandpa's. <laughs> He's always going to feed me good. And <laughs> grandma's going to love me. And <laughs> I also remember my dad always protected us too. He tried to protect us and say, hey, listen, you know, if you get around certain people in a certain crowd, just remember one time can kill you. One time can kill you. And I was like, ah, I don't want to do this. I love my home. But there was times that I didn't love my home. When I didn't get my way. When I got upset because I really wanted to go with my friends to the, this movie or I really want to go to my friends to this party and I really wanted to be with them and I really wanted to participate in these events and I got told no. I've had a few bad memories in my life as well. And maybe you guys have had some bad memories in your life. I know for the most part, I had great parents. They've messed up, so have I. But I'm blessed and very fortunate that a few that most people don't have. A lot of people come from a broken home where their parents are divorced. I'm very blessed that my parents are still together. But broken families, oftentimes we see this, they're, they're distanced, they're abused, they're angry. And we constantly hear these things. And I've been in emergency services for almost 19 years now, and I've seen a lot of things from a lot of families because people come from different walks of life, and it upsets me every time when I walk into somebody's house and I'm like, man, they had everything, but they had horrible parents. Check this out. There's, about two, there's two stories about a warrior and his son. One's heartbreaking and one is heartwarming. There's two stories about warriors. So there's two warriors here, and they're great. They've done great and mighty things. They went into battle. And one's heartbreaking, and one's heartwarming. Sometimes when we look at our lives, and we think, man, my life, man, Pastor Michael, you had it going on. You had an easy life. You had everything. I really wish I had your life. You're married. You got kids. You got a house. You got two decent cars. Man, you got it going on. Your girls, they're, they're, they're awesome. <laughs> Wasn't easy road. Had a home life. Your parents are still together. Man, I wish I had that. That's a heartwarming story. That's a, that, listen, that's a Hallmark story right there. Pastor Michael, you need to write you a Hallmark story. But 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 because my story has been heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Well, Pastor Michael, I didn't have parents. My mom left me, my dad left me. I had to stay at my grandparents and they were horrible to me. They didn't want me being there. They abused me. They said things to me instead of building me up, they constantly broke me down. They mistreated me. That's a that's a heartbreaking story. And listen, just because you went through those things don't mean God can't restore the brokenness in your life. Why the, good things or why the bad things happen to good people, I don't know, but God's preparing you for your biggest blessing yet, and I'm going to tell you that the things that you've overcome in your life or maybe you may be still dealing with them, you can overcome them with Jesus Christ. Make your every desire to be Christ. But check it out. King David's son, I don't know how to say it. I'm going to try it the best I can. A solemn here. He was handsome. He was beautiful. The Bible tells him he was gorgeous. 
Or as I say, dirges. When I help Tasha with her jury, I say it's dirges. But Solomon here, he had a half-brother. I think it's, how do you say it? It's Amos. And he had a sister named Tarmus. Or Tamar, I don't really know how to say it. Y'all say, y'all bear with me. <laughs> but listen to this. So Samus had a half-brother named Amos and a sister named Tamar. Now it's about to get horrible, so y'all stay with me. His half-brother here raped their own sister. And this was David's daughter, the greatest warrior, I think, in the Bible. The greatest warrior out there, done great and mighty things. And we learned last week that David failed to temptation. And he wasn't always perfect. But in this particular portion in the Bible, that's horrible. That's horrible. And then it's, again, it's family here. See, see, King, uh, when King David heard this, he was furious. I mean, think for a second, parents, if this was your kids and this happened, how mad you'd be. <laughs> I'd be like, all right, where's my, where's, where's, we're going to jail. Come on, Medea, we got to go. But listen, he was furious, but he didn't do anything. Now, wives, how mad you going to be at your husband? But he didn't do anything. Solomon was mad at his dad, the biggest warrior out there, had all these trophies and all these great things and all these great accomplishments, and he didn't defend his daughter. He didn't stand up and do anything. Well, see, David was the king. David was the king of the land. David could have at any moment done, take him, he's done. Take him out. We're going to kill him off. See, y'all just thought y'all had a dysfunctional family. It's in the Bible too. So two years later, they were having a party. Solomon here, I'm assuming that's how you say his name, ordered some men to kill his half-brother. So he sent the order out. Since my dad ain't going to do nothing, I'm going to take it upon myself and do it. I'm going to get justice my way. I'm going to take him out my way. So now here we have... A brother that's ready to kill his other brother, his half-brother. He's ready to take him out. And listen, he got, he got word of this, and so he fled. Amos took off. He ran for his life. And they didn't have any contact for three years. Y'all think with me for a second here. This happened. This tragedy happened. This event took place. The dad didn't do nothing. The king didn't do nothing. The, the head macho refused to do anything. He just kind of stood back and let things, I'm not getting involved in that. And then the brother says, you know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to kill my brother. Now, now one sin's been committed. Now we're getting ready to do another sin here. Now we're looking at trying to, trying to justify doing what we're doing. You remember last week we talked about trying to justify our sins? We can't justify them. Sin, sin. The wages of sin is death. Check this out. 2 Samuel 14, 24. A psalm a uh, may go to his own house, but he will never come into my presence. So a psalm did not see the king. Absalom. See, thank you. See, I knew somebody to help me. Some of these words are hard. Absalom. But listen. So now he's telling him, listen. All right, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to kill him. 
And after these three years, he said, you know what? I'm trying to paint y'all a picture because I know I'm bouncing around a little bit and I'm trying to stay on track here. So he sent out a hit for his, for his brother to be killed. He stayed gone for three years, and I guess during that three years, he has, okay, I'm going to try to change it up. I'm going to forgive him a little bit, but listen, I'm going to let him come back to Jerusalem where they were at. And David's like, listen, if he comes here, if he comes back here, he's not allowed to see the king. He's not allowed to see his dad at all. Tragedy, heartbreak, same city, father, son, no contract. Man, this is a broken family. Anybody ever had something go on in your family's life and now one side's mad at the other, the other one's mad at him, this one can't come to my house, that one can't come to my house, Sally Sue's mad at Billy Bob and Trina's mad at, at Stacy over here. Man, they're all jacked up because one person got upset about something. Y'all know how churches start just like, yeah, man, I got mad at such and such because this person over here got mad at such and such, not because we're called by God because we get mad and upset by what they're doing over here. Mind your own business. That's kind of what was happening here. And some of these people just need to mind their own business. But listen, they was trying to be hopeful. They were trying to see some hope. In 2010, my brother left for San Antonio, Texas. When my brother left from San Antonio, Texas, we wasn't on a good talking relationship. And you know what's so funny about it? is I can't even tell you what we were mad about. I can't even tell you what we were upset about. And for years, I'm not talking about days, I'm not talking about weeks, I'm talking about years went by I had no contact with my brother. Because I was mad about something, today I couldn't even tell you what I was mad about. But because of my grandpa saying, son, listen, talk to your brother. I'm in that relationship, and then he goes, answer the phone I ain't answering that phone no here you go it's yours he had a home phone and for you, you know, once I don't know what a home phone is he had a home phone and it was there at your house and you had to pick it up and answer it it wasn't like a cell phone You'd... but because of my grandpa and his faithfulness to God wanting to see a relationship put back together said answer the phone and we begin to talk, and now our relationship's been molded back together, and now we're trying to make up for some lost time, but we had hopefulness. But we get mad about dumb things, and we get upset about stupid things in our life, and we, get, and we let years go by. And then we get back, and we're like, man, I don't even know what I was even mad about. But listen, David was a lying, cheating, he done looked at Bathsheba over there taking a bath. And he's like, I'm going to have her to come over here. And we learned this last week. And they're going to do some nasty. And, and i tell you what. And, and all of a sudden, hey, man, his, his David was, I mean, David, man, he was the king, though. After God's own heart. And then this happened. And oftentimes, maybe in our own lives, we don't want to be a disappointment to our parents. Our parents ain't always going to get it right. Our fatherly figures ain't always going to get it right. Our motherly figures aren't always going to get it right. Our friends ain't always going to get it right. They're going to mess up. Your pastor's not going to always get it right. I'm going to mess up. I'm going to let you down, but I'm going to tell you what I am going to do. I'll never do it on purpose. That's why I should have called me. Well, I didn't know about it. I know for me, when I was growing up, I didn't want to embarrass my parents. 
They were good to me. They were great to me. Then sometimes I just don't stuff to be embarrassing on purpose. No, <laughs> see, I wanted to connect with people. I wanted to forgive people. So what's three things every warrior needs to hear? Because in this story, man, there was bitterness. There was hatred. There were things in their life that, 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 that they didn't want to hear. Well, you're a loser. David didn't want to hear that, hey, you cheated. David, you murdered. But what David needed to hear was, hey, and maybe some of you, is what you wanted to hear from your parents, is I believe in you. I believe in you. They all three up here just, okay, that's good, that's good. I believe in you. And this is parents, this is what I encourage you to do, to speak life into your kids. I believe in you. I believe in you. My oldest daughter wants to become a dance teacher. She wants to draw for Disney World. She wants to be an animator. She wants to do all these great things. And you know what I tell her? I believe you can do anything you set your mind to. I said, but always have a backup plan. Just in case those things don't work out. I mean, anything can happen. I said, but what if that doesn't work out? Have a plan. But I encourage her, chase after your dreams. I believe in you. I believe you can do it. Number two, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Hey, you did a good job today. My youngest here, she's like, Daddy, I didn't. I, I messed up on my spelling test. I said, how many did you mess up on? One. I said, one, that's good. I said, if it had been me, I'd messed up on all ten. I said, you did good. I'm proud of you. Everything they do, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. Number three, I'm always loving you. Always loving you. No matter what. No matter what happens in this life, no matter what path they decide to go down, all I pray is God gives me the guidance to do the best I can to give them the best direction in life to go. When they're faced with certain challenges, that they'll revert back to the word of God. That's my prayer for my kids. But, but whatever path they decide to go, all I can do is pray for them and support them. But listen, today maybe some of you need to hear this. I believe in you. Your pastor believes in you. No matter what walk of life you come from, I believe in you. You know who else believes in you? God believes in you. Well, Pastor Michael, you won't believe some of the things I've done in my life. You won't believe some of the things I did in my life. But listen, listen, I believe in you. God believes in you. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of each one of you. Only I can't be proud of you guys too. Y'all just ain't here and I can't, I can't see you but a little, a little lens there. I'm proud of all of you. Podcast listeners, I'm proud of y'all too. Listen, y'all made a decision to get up this morning and show up. Online campus, you made a decision to watch online. Podcast listen, y'all made a decision to listen to our podcast. God's proud of each and one of you. When you're praying and you're seeking after God and you're saying, hey God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to make my every desire for you. He's proud of you. Pastor Michael, I still messed up. Let God restore the brokenness in your life. I don't have no special powers. I can get up here and I can give you guys like a concert each and every week. We can have five million people in here. But if you're not building a relationship with God, it all means nothing. But give it to him. Take it to him. And we're going to ask him, we're going to give you guys the best experience we can each and every week. I'm always going to love you. 
no matter what. And guess what? God's going to always love you no matter what. Now, don't leave here and go freely sin. Don't be just going out, well, Pastor Michael said God loves me anyway. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Don't do that. That's not what I'm telling you. But if you stumble and you fall and you make a mistake, God still loves you. Your pastor's still going to love you. He's going to say, hey, listen, I'm going to give you some guidance. Let me help you. Let me coach you. Let me help you get out of these predicaments that you're in. You remember, we've been talking about, hang on online campus, I'll be right back. We've been talking about your pastor's going to be up front. He's going to be leading the charge. He's going to, but, but you guys are going to have to stand firm behind me. I can't fight all the battles for you, but I'm going to be there helping you and fighting with you and trying to help you get to the goals that you're trying to get. And if you stumble along the way, guess what we're going to do? We're going to reach back. We're going to pick you up and help you keep going. Because your pastor's always going to love you. Because the reality is we've all come from different backgrounds. Every one of us. We all have a story and a story worth telling. All of you have a story. And you know what's cool about it is when we start sharing our stories and we start talking, we realize how much we have in common. Hey, I went through the same thing. Hey, listen, my parents sucked when I grew up too. My dad left me when I was little. Huh, mine too. My parents weren't always there. My parents weren't always encouraging. They, they, they constantly broke me down. Maybe they beat you. Maybe they done horrible things to you and it wasn't right. But listen, listen, they, God still believes in you. He's proud of you. And he always loves you because there's other people out there that may have went through the same things you went through and he still loves you. And he still loves them. I'm going to close with this. See, what I love about moms, moms are great. I love my mom. I remember one time, I'll tell you a quick story with you. I got brand new blue jeans. And I was decided I want to go out and ride bicycle. And back in the day, how we stopped bicycles is we could kick the pedals backwards and it would stop and you could slide it sideways. And it was the coolest thing. And it had the handbrakes on there, you know. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so, so, so I was constantly doing that. Now, I remember my mom just got in blue jeans and I was out there riding that bicycle and she said, boy, I'm going to tell you right now, better not mess them pants up. You better not get no blood on them pants. I said, mom, I ain't planning on wrecking. About 15 minutes later, I was trying to show off for a pretty girl across the street. I got that bike up and I was going as fast as I could. Because it was cool because it would throw rocks and it would leave black marks everywhere. It was cool. So I got to going real fast and I hit the back brakes and, and that back pedal's backwards and that thing slid around and it caught just right on them rocks. Ripped my pants up and blood was everywhere. So I had to walk the chain back to the house because I knew mom was going to be upset. And guess what? I got there and you know what my mama did? She whooped my butt because I got blood on them pants. <laughs> Ah, she did. She was upset because I got blood on them pants. She said, boy, I told you not to put blood on them pants. But she naturally picked me up. She said, let's go get it cleaned up. We'll deal with the pants later. We'll deal with the punishment later. But in that moment, she's like, listen, we're going to take care of the problem. Because her mom's natural instincts is to love and to care and to show compassion. Now, my dad, on the other hand, would have been like, boy, that was stupid now, wasn't it? Boy, you showing off for that girl, you know, about took your leg off. 
But Amy had it. My dad was like, hey, let me show you not what to do next time. Don't do this and this won't happen. Gave some guidance. Mom would have yelled in that moment, stop doing that. Come on, let's go clean it. Dad would have said, just brush it off. But we often need to hear, hey, I believe in you. I'm proud of you. And I love you. Again, maybe you didn't have the greatest childhood. Maybe you just maybe maybe you had a rough growing up. I don't know all your stories. I know some of you shared some stuff with me. I know some of you come from some broken homes. But that doesn't mean you're damaged goods. It doesn't mean that that nobody wants you, that nobody cares about you, because one, I care about you. Well, Pastor Michael, you have to, you're a preacher. No, I generally care because we want to be like God and love on people and let God restore the brokenness in your life. That's what matters to me. I don't care if there's one, I don't care if there's nobody here. I don't care if today we have to close the doors and never open back up again and I do Facebook Live from my house. You know what we're going to do? We're going to constantly love on people because I'd rather see people come to know Christ than I ever would to sit up here and say, oh, I got a church in Violet Mountain. Not saying it's gonna happen, but I love people. And I want God to restore the brother because that's what I care about. I don't care about numbers. I care about seeing people come to know God. And that's what I wanna do. I wanna see more people come to know God. I want to see each and every week more and more and more people to come to see God just like they did on, on, on that movie. He said, I got to go back and get the next one. Just one more. And he kept coaching himself saying, I need one more because he believed in him. He said, if I can just get to him and get one more, that's what I want. I want to get that next person. And after we get that next person, I want to get the next one. I want to get the next one. I want to get the next one. Because I want to see God restore the brokenness in people's lives. Today, if you can, if you will, if you'll stand with me. We're going to pray. Father God, we just want to thank you so much for this day, God. Everybody that's here, God, that's tuning in online, God, that may listen to this later on, Lord, right now, God, just meet us where we're at. God, reassure us that you are believing in us today, God. God, that you're proud of us, even in our mistakes, God. God, that you will always love us, even if we run the total opposite way, God. God, today I ask that you'll just wrap your loving arms around every single person. God, maybe they're on the fence. Maybe they're questioning their relationship with you. Maybe they had a horrible growing up, God, but God, remind them that you still love them, that they're not damaged goods. God, today just mold hearts back together, God. God, when people are trying to fill the gaps with things of this world, God, God, reassure them they don't have to do that, God, and just fill those gaps with your love and your compassion and your forgiveness today. If you, need to make a, if you want to make a decision for Christ, it's very easy. All you have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth and dying on the cross for me. I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sins. Help me when it gets hard. Help me when I decide that I want to run for you to come back. That you're always right there with me. When I stumble, I fall. You pick me up. Help me to stay committed to my faith. In your name I pray.
thank you again for tuning in to the Medic Church Podcast. Today, if you need prayer, you can go to medicchurch.com forward slash pray. Our team's standing by ready to pray and believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. Would you consider partnering with us right now so we can continue providing podcasts just like this one? You can do so by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash give. You can do a one-time gift, a reoccurring gift. We just ask that you pray and give from your heart today. Join us back next time as we give another life-giving message. All right, we'll see you soon.